Good afternoon, Rich Das, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Dennis Marcone, and I'm sure he'll say it in a much more elegant way than I said it. He is the General Manager of InnoScience Europe. Hello, Dennis. How are you? Hello, Richard. Very good. Very, very well. Thank you. Good. So you guys are knee-deep in GAN technology. So let's talk about that. The first thing that um, struck me when we met not too long ago, we were talking about lead times. And I'm talking to some of the usual folks about how long it takes to get their parts. And as you know, we're in this chip shortage now, so um, I'm not surprised by anything. But typical lead times are six months, nine months. Um, It's not that unusual to hear 52 weeks. And I'm hearing something totally different from you guys. Um, is that is what I'm hearing true? And what well, what is the real number for you guys, and why? Yeah, that's a that's a good point, especially for the silicon industry. That's a pretty tough moment for them. So for us, the lead times for package devices is around eighteen to twenty weeks. So much less than six months. This is what we can provide. And if people needs wafers, so basically that they can do the packaging themselves. And we do have requests in that direction. Uh, normally, we're talking about 14 weeks. Uh, the lead time for us is shorter than the silicon industry. is because, uh, first of all, we control our own manufacturing and we have big uh, manufacturing facility in, uh, in China for the mass manufacturing of GAN. So we have a huge capacity and therefore we can provide GAN in a fast, uh, in a quick lead time, faster than others, and certainly much faster than uh, silicon. Okay, but I'll, you're not the only one that has your own manufacturing facilities, and I, and I hear that you know the longer lead times from folks who also have their own manufacturing facilities. What are you guys able to do that's different from what other folks are doing? Yeah, when we're talking about GAN, it's true that others have they own manufacturing facility as well. But as far as I know, not to the level of production that we are having today. Uh, we are at 10,000 wafers per month, which according to the data that I have is much bigger than the closer player. Okay, all right, well, that's good for you guys. <laughs> um, so let's talk about GAN technology specifically. Um, the magic number was always 650 volts. That seemed to be the place where if, if, if you're at that number, you want to be using GAN. But now I'm hearing different numbers, both higher and lower. Um, is, is that accurate? And if it is, why? Yeah, that's, a, that's actually is a very, very good point. 650 volt was the number to be at. Uh, but actually, we do see a request, a lot of requests on the low voltage side, over 100 volt going even toward the 40 volt and below on that. And there is a request uh, in that direction toward the low voltage from several applications from consumer and others where people want to take advantage of the high frequency capability of GAN to shrink uh, system, uh, the system, let's say, toward um, much more higher power density and smaller form factor. On the 650 volt, that remains a sweet spot for GAN being uh, better than silicon and more cost competitive with respect to silicon carbide. Um, 
there is a push also to go beyond 650 volt actually to over 1200 volt. And that is something that uh, places like IMEC, they have demonstrated the possibility to do so. And that is something we are also thinking about. Okay, uh, explain to me why you end up with a smaller system at 40 volts if you're using GAN. Yeah, there are <clears throat> several aspects on that. Um, overall, it works on the fact that you can increase the frequency at which your system works. And this one make you shrinking all the, uh, the passive component that you have in your system. On the other side, we have also a technology called uh, bi-gun or bi-directional uh, gun devices that allows you to basically shrink, uh, to replace with one gun device, one gun uh, bi-directional device two NMOS that are normally used for bidirectionality. So by replacing so, you have a, a chip that is much more compact because you substitute two devices with one much smaller gun. Okay, how, um, how much are you driving up the price by doing that? And I, I know we don't want to get into specific numbers. No, that's a, that's a good point. I think that the price of one gun solution is uh, comparable or uh, cheaper, I would say comparable, let me put it in this way, of, uh, of the two NMOS. Uh, but what you gain a lot is on, the, is on the size of your component. And for some applications, think about mobile phone. Uh, that is really uh, something that is uh, unpayable, let's say, for uh, phone makers. Okay, interesting. Um, what are those applications that would go down to 100 volts and 40 volts? You mentioned consumer. Can you be more specific? Yeah, I think in the mobile phone market that is uh, interesting, uh, where we see a penetration of the low voltage device is also on PD charger, like on the secondary stage to use gun device, not only in the, in the primary stage, but using gun in the secondary stage on the low voltage side, uh, you can further increase the efficiency and make even more compact uh, PD charger, basically. That is where we see an utilization of uh, uh, the low voltage gun. Okay. And at, at the higher end? Uh, on the higher end, you mean on the voltage? Yeah. Yeah, there on the 650 volt, I think there still the... Uh, the PD charger is a big market, the 650 volt are utilized in any, uh, in any, let's say, PD charger that you need. Uh, they are also used in other applications. They don't come to my mind right now, uh, but that is often used there. Just a comment, another thing came to my mind on the, on the low voltage devices. They are also strongly utilized in a DC-DC converter for data center, where basically you can shrink your uh, your size of your converter and you can increase the efficiency. And you can, you can think that in data center, that is what the people are looking for, shrinking the size and increasing the efficiency. Okay, so put on your crystal ball. And if, if, if we go out three years from now, um, where will GAN be in, in terms of voltages and in, in, in terms of market share versus some of the more traditional technologies? Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, the crystal ball, that's a good point. If you talk about me, we want to replace, let's say, silicon in as many slots as possible. And, and this scarcity of silicon device is actually accelerating uh, for people to look at GAN uh, 
in uh, in application where it's not a must have, but it's just a way to. It's a bit opportunistic, but it's a way for them to look at a plan B. Let's say uh, with respect to what they are using today. Uh, so if you look at me, I see GAN in all sorts of AC-DC converter, DC-DC converter. Uh, and there are applications where GAN give you that the push that you need in shrinking. Uh, but there are also applications where people just want to use a different technology to avoid to depend so much on silicon as it is today. Uh, this is what I can see. And I, I see a market that is really booming today. Uh, it's difficult for me to give a percentage of how much it would be penetrating in the coming three years. And uh, really, I, I'm, a, I'm an engineer in the background. So if I don't feel confident with the number, I would have difficulties to give it to you. Okay, all right. I'll let you off the hook there. Is there some other technology that will be competing with GAN in a few years? No, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, if I look, uh, perhaps continuing the, the previous uh, the previous question that it goes in the same direction. I see GAN going toward the 1200 volt as well. I think, uh, and that is the domain of the silicon carbide today. So uh, actually GAN will be the competing technology with silicon carbide also on the higher voltage one. Uh, this is what I see. Uh, but I think that GAN is already the competing technology of silicon and silicon carbide. I don't see any new technology moving up at the same pace of GAN, uh, as far as I know. I see new material being explored like gallium oxide or others, but I think that they are still in the infant uh, regime. Uh, it's gonna take time for them to mature. Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much, Dennis. I appreciate the time. It's been highly educational. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you to you. Thank you, bye. That was Dennis Marcone. He is the general manager of InnoScience Europe, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.